welcome to another episode of On My Grown, the podcast. I'm your co-host, Rodney Boyd. I'm your co-host, Melanie Mitchell. Um, I was really trying to search for something to uh, to introduce the podcast with this week, but uh, I drew a blank. But welcome back, guys. Thank you for joining us. Um, you know, thank you for checking out our last episode. If you're a new listener, mm-hmm. if you're an old listener, we are we are pleased to have you back. Yes, um, thank you for sticking with us. I know we don't we have technical difficulties often. Um, that situation that we can't really help. So thank y'all so much for sticking with us and continuing to listen week to week. Um, that means the world to us. Don't forget to live tweet. Please don't forget to live tweet. Live tweets were popping last week. Um, so let's keep that momentum up. Let's keep that momentum up. Yep. And just as a reminder, we're our, we're aiming to get a hundred reviews before episode one hundred. This is our ninety fifth episode. So um, we have a new one. Once again, we can't see it. We're at 55 now. So we need 45 more. Um, you know, I'm a, Mel and I are both Christians, so I believe God can do the, uh, the uh, what seems uh, difficult, he can do with the, within a second. So I'm, I'm not worried. Uh, but please, you know, keep those coming in. They help us get discovered, and they just make us feel better. Definitely. Um, real quick, I want to send some condolences out to the people down in Austin and Dallas. There have been some with, it hasn't been deemed, but it's, it's it's seemingly some racially motivated bombings in which they've left kind of some packages on people's doorsteps and, um, people have been killed, you know, because of them. So if you're in the Austin or Dallas area, please be careful if you, it's a, if it's an unexpected package on your door. Um, you know, please call your local authorities to have them come and investigate it and don't touch it. Uh, you know, someone who does a lot of online shopping, that's very scary because I, I, you know, packages come to my door, you know, really often. Hmm. Yeah, that's, I try to stay away from the news because I hate it, but that, um, yeah, keep, keep the challenge in your prayers because they're all black. Um, yeah. Um, next, Beyonce and that man are going on tour. I'm still contemplating i mean i can't afford it right now anyway so if i can get on a payment plan that'd be great but i don't want to see him i don't i don't want to see him i don't like him why not it's one thing to cheat it's another thing to cheat and stress your wife out to the point where she has miscarriages and then to think it's cute and then be that unattractive at the same time and then it's just it's a mixture of things but he can um kick rocks so it's like I want to see Beyonce live for once, but I don't also want to spend my hard-earned money to see him as well. Like I, I didn't ask for that at all. Ah, that's that's interesting that she's forgiven him. She's taken him back. She's had some more kids with him. Y'all didn't even know he's just cheaper to keep her. For who? He's he's worth more. She would have made out with more money. Well, I'm sure they had some type of prenup. No, they both have a lot of money. So, but if, if you way. look up their because, like, together they're worth a billion. But if you look up their individual fortunes, Jay-Z is worth more. It's still cheaper to keep him. It's cheaper for him, but it's not cheaper for her. There's still going to be money involved with her leaving him. So, anyway. Right. F him. But he makes more money, so she he would have to pay for her legal fees. See, this is, I don't understand women. How y'all, I'm a Beyonce fan, but I'm mad at she took her man back. Y'all don't want to hear logic. Now y'all be getting cheated on anyway. Now y'all be taking men worth <laughs> worth a fraction of Jay Z's <laughs> fortune back. Are you done? Nope. Continue. Go ahead. Get it out. Because I'm just gonna edit out your little blah blah blahs. 
Yep, it's gonna be crystal clear what I think when I put it in. No one cares. Uh, y'all did not. So in in the box office news, uh, y'all did not keep that same energy. <laughs> I could have told you that. <laughs> for, for a wrinkle in time that y'all had with Black Panther. Um, but it still did number two. It it, it did thirty million, thirty some million in the box office opening weekend. Um, Black Panther did forty some million this weekend in in, in the U.S. and in, in, in weekend four, right? And it made a billion dollars within like twenty six or twenty eight days. Um, and they've already confirmed they got a sequel and they've got some direction with it already. So, um, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll probably get it twenty twenty. Um, probably 2020, 2021. They got to yeah. finish Infinity Wars and whoever dies, they got to deal with that and all that. Um, they've, I think they've announced most of, most of their projects through 2019. So that's going to be good. Um, of course, I'm going to be there regardless. Let's see. The color is the same energy. Yeah, I'm curious to see if, it, if the sequel will do as well. Mm, yeah, I think it'll still do well though. I think it's going to do well, but I think because you won't have, like, it won't be the movie before Infinity Wars next time, so I think a lot more white people will be less willing to see it. Mm. The white people pressed to see any movie in MCU is going to be pressed to see, you know, like, they're going to see every movie regardless. Like, the same way, even if this was White Panther, I still would have went and saw it because it's an MCU, you know? So they're going to mm-hmm. go see an MCU movie. Because it wasn't really like this even fit in as a puzzle piece of the MCU for Infinity War. Right. But I, I think they I think they had to, their curiosity was like, well, I have to check it out at least to make sure nothing in it relates to Infinity War. And nothing, you know, the post-credit scenes was really the most that related to it. Yeah, and then, because all the colors were gone by the time those came on anyway. They didn't even know who that white boy was. So... Yeah. But speaking of Black Panther, mm-hmm. uh, a few weeks ago, um, when it first came out, uh, a lot of salty Negroes got on Twitter, dogging Michael B. Jordan out, talking about he 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 likes anime, he's 31, and he lives with his parents. Mm-hmm. And um, as someone who lives with his parents, I was not involved in the slander. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not in his tax bracket. <laughs> Like his parents live with him. I live with my parents. Right, right, right. I mean, <laughs> y'all know I'm a proud nester. I guess I don't know what, what you call it, but uh, boomerang child. We're called we're called boomerang children. Boomerang children. Okay, whatever. I'm boomerang child. Uh, living at the crib in the same house. I, I mean, same room I've been sleeping in since I was 13. I've changed it up though. It's a little different than it was. I took the B5 okay. posters down. Um, <laughs> it's only one Chris Brown poster up, only because it's signed. Uh, is it uh, laminated? It is not laminated, but it is signed. Uh, it should be. So yeah, uh, there's no bunk bed in there anymore, but it is the same room. But yeah, um, I live home. I saw that. What my, you had a bunk bed for? I really wanted one. My parents got me one. Ah, that's love. And then like forced my sister to sleep in the room because I was scared to sleep by myself, and I had to. I wanted to sleep on the top bunk. So like, <laughs> and your sister's like five years older than seven. Seven. So that's a lot. <laughs> Why? I, How old were you when you asked for the bunk bed? I got the bunk bed in 2001. So I was like 
seven. I was six. So seven. she's fourteen. Yeah. Between thirteen, fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> she loved you. That's love. No, she didn't. She didn't love me. That's not what it was. <laughs> Being forced to do something. <laughs> me and my sister didn't get cool for a senior year in high school, so that's another. Okay. Um, yeah. So I live at home, proud of it. And, you know, it always starts this conversation on the timeline when they say, oh, you live at home, blah, blah, blah. I'm 22. I got my own place, my own car, my own business. Like, well, that's good for you. I, however, will be breathing this good old home air. And I'm still going to be excited when my mom brings home pizza rolls like I was last week. Like, it's lit. It's lit at the crib. I don't know what y'all got going on. No, but seriously. So, that's what this episode is going to be about. Living at home. Right. We want to share, you know, for those that are in college and maybe like considering whether they move back home or not. And, and for those who are maybe at a transitional period where they might move back home, you know, we just want to provide some perspective. Mm-hmm. So, Mel, what was the reason you moved back home? Um, I mean, it wasn't even a thought, honestly. I, I just knew I was doing it. I'm the youngest of three and we've all moved back home after college. And as far as, you know, us being girls, it's like, you come home, find your husband, then you move out type like Cosby show type stuff. So I knew I was coming back home until whenever or either a husband or a job where you just want to move and you get your life together enough to move. And it's like, okay, to come home before you get your life together. And that's kind of what I'm doing. And my life is not even 15% together right now. So, and I'm okay with that. And I'm just grateful for the option to stay home because some people's family dynamics do not allow them to do that. They cannot go home. And they don't have that kind of relationship with their mom or their dad or whoever to be able to be home. And they don't like, like even going home for Christmas break, they used to dread it because they didn't like their people. Yeah. And that's crazy to me. Like I like my family and I'm cool. Um, yeah. And then you know, my family dynamic, my family's very close today. Actually is the anniversary, the eighth anniversary of my dad's passing. So oh, wow. yeah, like I had like a kind of a rough day, had to like miss a meeting at work because I just wasn't, emotionally there enough to you know participate in a meeting and still be professional and it's cool and I got to see you know my mom was like you know let's do something today so we went and got dinner very delicious um we went to the went to Target which is something that we like doing and I got some (laughs) makeup brushes and I'm happy and that's you know me living you know say had I got a job after college and I moved to like Texas or something I wouldn't have that convenience to go you know just hang out and go to dinner with my mom or or even last night, <laughs> first off, I'm a child. Who cares? Y'all can kiss my behind. But I could not sleep last night. And I was mad because my mom wasn't home for me to get in her bed. I still sleep in my mom's bed. And I'm 23 years old, going on 24. So that's like, uh, you know, that's a, a perk of living at home because that's something I do when I can't sleep. Either I'm scared because I am afraid of the dark. Again, y'all can kiss my behind. Or if I'm just hot, you know, I have the option to just go in my mom's room and go to sleep like a baby and I enjoy that and I'm totally okay with that um yeah and I think you know me living home has been great especially you know if you know my post-grad story it has not been you know all sunshine and rainbows and I've I've been let go of a job twice so had I been in in a city where I wasn't you know I was living by myself had an apartment or something I could have been you know put out or had to move or downsize or something but because I've been home I haven't had to worry about things like that. And that is something I'm very grateful for because, you know, just certain situations I wouldn't have, you know, I, I'm here with my support system, you know, every day. Yeah. I'm thankful. Yeah. 
Um, for me, you know, as y'all, you all, uh, the audience may or may not know, depending on when you came in, uh, I was living in Atlanta and then I got a job, uh, up here, um, uh, working in downtown Chicago and I, I live an hour outside the city in, in, in the suburbs. So the, everything kind of happened fast with the move, uh, in terms of like between the time I got the offer and like when they wanted me to move. So it was like I either live in some temporary apartment and like have them move my stuff there and then whatever, or like just move in with my parents. And then whenever I decided to move out, you know, take care of it on my own. And um, and that's what I decided to do. It was just easier. It, it was, you know, in, in adjusting because I don't I don't know Chicago well. I don't would know where the best place to look for an apartment, you know, so um, immediately when I got back. So this was very convenient. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, and, and then just living in the city of Chicago is, it's so taxing, not just for like rent and utilities, but just like, you know, there's extra taxes you have to deal with. There's, you know, like extra expenses of just parking and stuff, you know, that you deal with that out here in the suburbs, I don't have to worry about. So this, this was very convenient. And, um, you know, my goal is to just save money and, and buy a house in the next year. A uh, year and a half, um, so this just made the most sense financially. Right, you know, stack your money, get some good home cooked meals, like enjoy it. Don't think it's a sign of failure because you know you'll be on social media. You see people who graduated two years under you buying a house, and you think you a failure. But don't let that rest you. Like enjoy it because some people don't have that luxury. Maybe they didn't have a choice but to go. You know, have to go find somewhere to stay because they you know can't go home. So if you can go home, I say go. Like, I really, really do. Because it's home. It's, it's really nothing better than that. Um, and then especially if your people have a big old house, like, Sharon don't need all this house for herself. That's why I need to stay here. Um, That's very And especially since my mom yeah. is a widow, I don't want her to be here by herself. So I think about the time, like, if Issa called my phone tomorrow, yeah, I would be the, on the first thing smoking, but I will be hesitant because it's like, I don't want my mom here by herself. So, I mean, if y'all have a, like, around 60-year-old, like, fine uncle, you know, want me to put down my mom, let me know. Got to have a good job, his own assets in retirement and stuff. Going to be mooching off Sharon, hook her up with him. But anyway, I'm kidding. I'm not. But <clears throat> still, like, there's that um, with me, I know, at least, like, a lot of us, my mom has even had to have talks with us. Like, don't don't put your life on hold for me. Like, I'll be all right. And that comes with, you know, having faith that my mom's going to be cool and all that. And, you know, my father's death affected me and my sisters a lot because we feel like we can't, like, it's hard for us um, to move. But, you know, we're here. It's on me and my sister, only me and my, one of my sisters now because my, my sister did move. So, yeah. Yeah, she did. I don't know if I Your did. sister did move? Um, yeah, she got a house. Oh, which one? My oldest sister. Oh. Um... So, and that was, you know. yeah. She didn't like announce okay, it. Okay, that's for her. Same thing, but she'll listen to my podcast anyway. So, but yeah, she moved. So that was something we had to deal with. Like, I really felt like I feel like me and my sisters kind of mirror the sisters on deliver us an evening anyway. And I felt like making good, like you was gonna pack up and leave like a thief in the night. But yeah, she moved. So now I have somewhere else to stay. You know, every once in a while. Is it in the city? Is it in the loop? No, it's not in the loop. It's not. It's it's far out, but well, I mean, it's, it's far from here. So, yeah. Uh, hmm. But everything kind of far from here. But the, unless I'm going to the city, it's far. 
Um, right. But yeah, so it's just, you know, leaving, just do it on your own time and don't think you're a failure because you live home because that's not the case because you can have all your own bills. Again, your parents can live with you. You can pay all your mama bills and still be in the house that she initially bought. Unless you out here like Jody from Baby Boy. <laughs> then that's different. Um, one thing I've known, and, and you brought up a really good point of just people not having necessarily having the family dynamics. And I, I do understand like how blessed I am to, to one, as a male, be welcomed back home. But two, to, you know, also like have a relationship where I enjoy being here. Um, I've noticed it kind of has, it's matured, you know, me and my parents' relationship, you know, and, and I think that just comes with, you know, me being older and, and, and having some, you know, like more experience and more opinions to give that my parents now feel is a little more valid. Um, you know, I talk to them about, you know, different things I've learned and studied and, and, you know, they respect my opinion and, and it's, it's kind of dope, you know, talking to them in that manner. Um, Living at home and cooking with my mom's supplies is, it's like being in Wakanda and having that. (laughs) Oh, I I, I tell like, moms have all the gadgets and gizmos and the cookbooks and the, some don't even know you need it. Like, even in college, like, you need to open a can of wine. I mean, not a can, a bottle of wine. You pull out a knife because you got no corkscrew. Moms have all the gadgets. You don't have to think of nothing because they have everything. I guess. And they always know where everything is. Right. I just learned about pressure cookers. <laughs> I didn't. My mom has had this for years. She's probably cooked several meals with it. I just didn't know. <laughs> and really? she's got like uh, she's got this thing that um, it, it it makes noodles. You know, so I like make sweet potato noodles. You know, to eat because yeah, the vegetable noodles. Yeah, kind of and I'd be meal prepping. So I, I was like, "Yo, mom, like, yo, this is." This is great. I just never had all this stuff. So meal prepping was like, ex- took an extra long amount of time. No, moms have the stuff. Like, my mom bought, first off, if, I don't know about your mom, but my mom frequents Ross and, and like the DDs and the, all the mom stores, <laughs> I mean, like the Ross's and TJ Maxx's right. and the Marshalls and all that. There's so many gadgets and things in there. Like, once you like age out of not caring and just being like making sure you're with your mom in the store, like, and you start paying attention to what's in the store, it's like a whole new world. She got this one gadget because, like, I need to do better with cooking because my mom cooks way too well for me not to, like, cook. But she has this gadget that chops onions. And all you have to do is, like, press the thing down and you have, like, a whole half onion chopped. It's, like, amazing. It just cut the whole chopping time down. And then she has, like, her OG stuff that she just won't let go. Like, she has this one chopper that's my age. Yeah. But it's the best chopper. Like, she, the new ones just don't chop like that one does. Or like her old can opener, like, oh, she has like pictures that she had to make my bottles that she still has <laughs> that we make the Kool-Aid in. It's just low-key hoardy, but some things just don't, the new ones ain't just the same, you know? Oh, good, good time. Yeah. It's, it's funny. I was trying to scoop some ice cream the other day, and I broke the scooper. Uh-oh. And... My mom was like, "You just you see, you didn't came home and started breaking stuff. You broke my my scooper." I was like, "Yo, that's that ice cream scooper is as old as me." And we had other ones. I'm like, "It it should have been gone." You know. But that's the scooper. <laughs> right. That's I don't know what it is about mom. Like my mom calls me funny actress. So I don't throw anything away because she talks about me so bad. Like if the milk is said best by March 11th, please believe I'm not going to drink it today. I might give it like a 2-3 day grace period, but other than that, I'm not going to drink it. 
they got to the point where I'm just not gonna throw nothing else away because she said I'm too funny acting. Like it'll be mold or something. Girl, ain't nothing wrong with that. Like, mom, <laughs> ew. <laughs> no, I I have to stop looking in the pantry or just like check every day because it'll be stuff in there like from when we lived in Miami. I'm like, mom, how did this make the trip to Georgia? Right. <laughs> Why is it still in the house? Please tell me. Because there's no way that you thought this is okay to steal you. And then you and then you just feel like older people in general, they have a they have a like just an iron stomach. No, seriously. They'll freeze anything. I, I was just about to say that. My mom because <laughs> my mom made, okay, another reason she doesn't cook is because uh-uh, freeze it. Me and her are the only ones that eat real food. My sister does not eat for real. She eats her little vegetables and, and little bird food or whatever. And she like all fancy and stuff. <laughs> I'm eat my my swine and my red meat all day, and so my mom. So when she cooks, like last week, she made this extravagant meal, like my favorite chicken. We don't, I don't even know. She she made this recipe up, and we, it's it's so ridiculous and ghetto what we call it. She calls it the chicken on the stove, although most chicken you make is on the stove. Like it's, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like chicken, and then she makes like some kind of gravy with it. It has like onions and bell peppers, and she makes it over yellow rice, and it's so good. And it's my favorite thing she makes. Mm. but she made so much food and me and her was the only ones that was eating it so she was like girl it was... <laughs> I had a remix I was like okay I'll just make I'm gonna eat it then I'm gonna eat the leftovers and I'm gonna make fried rice with it then I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that right. she's like it's, off, it's okay girl we're just gonna freeze it I'm like let me tell you something right now mom I am not <laughs> gonna eat no frozen food she does it every Christmas and Thanksgiving she freeze stuff and act like I'm gonna eat it baby girl I'm not gonna eat that food I'm not doing it she she be making her own TV dinners. It's not happening. I'm not eating last year's macaroni and cheese, bro. I don't care how long you froze it. Mm, it was in a deep freezer. It's good. Y'all got a deep freezer? Yes, we have a deep freezer. Of course we're black. We have a deep freezer. <laughs> I'm not eating, bro. If you look at my deep freezer right now, it's hella lima beans, greens, <laughs> sweet potato pie filling. I'm not eating. Christmas 06. Remember <laughs> your, your fifth birthday, baby girl? I kept the cake. Mom, I'm not eating that. Ew. Right, right. <laughs> I I didn't realize how black uh, a deep freezer was until like I was in high school. I was like, yeah, you know, I was like, yeah, uh, y'all got a deep freezer in the basement. I, I forget how it came up. They was like, what? I said, y'all don't, <laughs> y'all don't have, a- y'all don't have deep freezer. Uh, no, you know, like a freezer to put everything. You know, it's like it's just freezer. No, like meat, <laughs> TV dinners, pasta in the bag, vegetables. Nope. Where y'all keep your big jug of a uh, generic brand Neapolitan ice cream in? Like, we just have regular Eve. What are you talking about? Oh, y'all rich. <laughs> they ain't got to say nothing because it just stuff just go. But yeah, like once you get a certain age, like you're able to appreciate the parenting stuff that your parents did. And like, you know, we all have those moments. It's like, oh my God, I'm becoming my, my mom. I'm becoming my dad. Like, I know my dad used to discuss me. He was like, <laughs> I have this thing with my ears. Like, I'm always in my ears. And I used to be disgusted when he would be in his ears. And now I'm doing the exact same th- stuff he used to do. And I'm just like, what is going on with me? Like, I'm getting old for real. And the thing about living with your parents is, like, you get to know them on a different level. Well, I know my mom my mom knows me. Yeah. Like, I, I always say, like, some people have, like, they, have, they code switch with their parents. Like, hey, F these hoes. F bitches get money. Blah, blah, blah. And then they get by their parents. They're like, hi, mommy. How are you doing, mumsy? Oh, father. Mom, I'm so hungry. Like, are you making porridge tonight? Like, what? How are you not even the same person? So, you know, as an adult, you're able to learn your parents and kind of get a more of an understanding and ask like more adulty questions. Because when you were a teenager living in the house, you didn't care to ask. Right. Yeah. So that's something I appreciate as well. 
Um, it's funny you talk about becoming your parents. Mm-hmm. So it's like all, all my life I've looked like my dad. You know, I have my dad's name. I'm a junior. And like just the older and older I get, my mom points out how we act alike. And it's weird because like certain times we butt heads, but we – because I'm I, I'm a respectful child, like we don't really butt heads. We may have a little like ah, da 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 and I'll say – and I'll yield. You know, it's like, all right, cool, pops. Like we'll do it your way. But we're very particular about how we do things. And it it's just – it's, yeah, like like we are becoming each other and like us in a house. It's funny, but we're not like confrontational. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a good but, thing also to kind of, especially if you have siblings, is to like analyze how each of y'all were raised and what y'all retained. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, okay. just like my mom, like, you know, yeah. she was like, I didn't teach you this, that, and the third that I do or that my sister does. And it's like, yeah, you know, we weren't raised to do X, Y, Z. And, you know, we were taught this. And this is what we decided to take with us. And some things isn't, you know, as a parent, if your child ends up doing something bad or, you know, it kind of looks like it's on you, but if you can tell how you were raised, like, you know, I'm trying to think how I can word this. Like, your parents know how they raised you, and you can either accept mm-hmm. it or reject how you were raised, basically. And you can kind of analyze that and talk about right. it, like, or even with me, okay, my mom's, like, super anal, super clean. I am, like, junkie McJunkington. I'm junkie. I'm not nasty. I'm not, like, open tampon on the counter or nothing. Like, I don't do gross stuff like that, but I'm going to have some shoes on the floor, you know? My car, I'm going to have to move some stuff in my car before you get in. So my mom hates that, but it's like, that's, that has nothing to do with how you raised me. You told me to clean up, I just didn't do it, you know? So I think that's something. I'm just trifling. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trifling. That's, that has nothing to do with you and your parenting. I'm just raggedy on my own court. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, and then, I mean, just overall, like the quality of living I have at home in terms of just like, you know, space and convenience it's much more than i would have been then like like to pay for the same quality of living on my own would have been a lot definitely but um let's get into some of the negatives how how's living at home affected your social life now you've always lived at home so Mm -hmm. you you probably pretty much mastered it. Me, I came from be, like having like living with my boys to now I'm at home. Yeah, it's kind of like being on an extended winter break. <laughs> like you know how you came home for winter break from your first semester of college. You used to freedom. Now it's like you back home. And when I first moved, right. it kind of was like I was on break. But after a while, it's like now nah, I live here and I'm an adult. You know what I'm saying? So like my first year, yeah. so like my first was kind of shaky. Um, especially before I had my car. So before I didn't have a car when I first moved. So the first six months I was home, I didn't have a car. And so if I wanted to go out, someone had to come pick me up. And then, you know, I mean, my people funny acting. So they don't like everybody know where we stay. So my mom, like, oh, pick you up what time, whatever, whatever. So I remember one time I tried to go out, my mom flat out said no. And it's just like, and that's one of those G-checking things that you have to have within yourself when you decide to live home. Because it's like, you're not going to tell me what to do because I'm grown. But at the same time, it's like that honor your father and your mother. And then another another handed, like, you know, especially in my situation, I only have one parent. So I don't want to disrespect the one parent that I do have, you know. And then another thing is like, right. what if she says, don't, I don't want, I don't want you to go and I go and I get in a car accident. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, all right, I d- ended up not going, not because you told me to, but because it was just like a, 
you got it type thing. Sometimes you got to pick up battles, but and then one time you uh, <laughs> you yielded in the uh, challenge. It's like all right, fine. You know what I'm saying? Like you got it. And then another time uh, when I got into a relationship, I was like, oh, I'm going to spend the night Ooh. at, you know, so-and-so's house, right? Uh-huh. And she's like, no. And I was like, had to check again because like, at this point I have a car. So it's like, it, it's nothing. You're not gaining nothing. And then it's like the arguments kind of, they shift because it don't sound the same as it did when you lived at home in high school. Right. Before it's like, hey, I want to go to the club. Girl, you you 15 years old. What you, what you doing going to the club? You're not grown. It don't sound the same when it's like you 22 years old trying to spend the night with your boyfriend. I'm like that. That sounds sounds about right. That sounds kind of accurate. You know what I'm saying? Especially coming from college and being able to do what the f you wanted to do all the time. Mm. It's kind of now it's more of a. I'm not asking you permission. I'm just letting you know. You know, when you get home, you run it by your right. parents. You don't ask them. Hey, I'm about to go. Um, you do that out of courtesy. Yeah, I'm just I'm just letting you know. So it's like in those in both those situations, I wasn't asking you what, what I could do. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you what I'm gonna do. And then, you know, sometimes, oh, I don't feel comfortable. And then it just also comes with me being the youngest child too. I can say I'm going to Target and they're like, Well, I don't want you to go to Target. I don't feel comfortable. I'm like, girl, I'm I'm grown as hell, you know? So yeah, and then it's a different I mean, you're a guy, so things are way different for guys. Like even the first time I went to my ex's house, like met his parents or whatever. His mom was like, oh, like, are you spending the night? I was like, nigga, can I? Like, that's, that's how it is with boys' houses. Like, y'all can do whatever y'all want. And it's crazy. So there's a whole nother different ballgame. Because I know it's just certain, like, we barely hung out at my house because can't do nothing up here. <laughs> you know, one friend with strict parents. That was me. <laughs> we barely hung out over here. Um, yeah, that's just something you have to deal with, like, kind of push back on your grownness. But now I just be already out. I already have my bag packed in my trunk. And while, I, while at 2.30, oh, by the way, I'm not coming home. <laughs> you got to learn the game. You got to learn the game. And she'll have an attitude in the morning. Like, don't let it be Sunday and I'm getting home when she pull, pulling out for church. Oh, God. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> she backing out. I'm pulling in and she glare at me. <laughs> mm, Melanie just cutting up. <laughs> um. For me, the social life is, um, it, it is, I mean, I was, you, you know, one, I, I live with like two of my pro fights. So like we, we would occasionally host functions at the crib and, you know, so at functions, people, you know, they drink in, we turn it up, we, we listen to loud music. We, we having a good time. It's like, you know, there's none of that here. Um, we don't have the basement finished at my crib. So like. If we were going, if I was going to try to host that, it would be like on the main floor. And that's, I just don't feel like putting my parents in that position. Mm-hmm. And then like, it's been a couple of times I've gone out with my friends that do live, that are back here, you know, from high school that, uh, you know, still live at they, with their parents. And it's just like, we always have to, you know, like before we go like pregame and stuff, it's like, all right, hey, we got to go holler at your pops. You know, hey, what's going on, Mr. Williams? You know, how you been? Yada, da, da, da. <laughs> Uh, you know, we'll catch you later. But um, my parents are pretty good. Like, I, it's been three or four times I've come in at like five a.m. and they've just been like, "All right, cool." You know, they don't, they don't, they've never stopped me. Um, they just typically, because of Chicago, they typically ask like, "What part of the city I'm going to be in?" Mm-hmm. Who's um, going to be with stuff like that? And if I'm right. in a real compromising situation, I'll share my location. You know, good. <laughs> 
Wait, how do you how you know like do you know the situation's gonna get compromising before you go? Like I mean if I'm in like a Uber and a guy looks sketchy or you know, oh, just, you okay. never know when sketches gonna happen until they happen. So it's like, oh, it's sketchy. Let me go in and share. I'll just yeah. randomly share my location. Like <laughs> I bet it's so hey, if it get real, just drop that pen, honey. For an yeah, hour yeah. to the end of the day. Look and look where I, here's where I last was. Yeah. Um <laughs> Your last boyfriend, he had he lived with his parents. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you would date somebody who lived with their folks. I mean, I can't really judge because I do. <laughs> so it's like I don't. I don't think it's a it's a thing of judging, but We're it's not a, judging, it's, like, yeah. But we. But I think it's you. like like I wouldn't want to start dating someone new who lived with their parents because you know it's like I think as a couple it is important that you have a space where you all can be alone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I wouldn't hold it against a girl, but I would, you know, it, it's like something I'd be like, mm, well, you yeah. know, this is something I'm, That's I'm definitely you know, like. A factor. And then I'm a girl and then we were younger. So it's like, now I'm not saying we were together like eight years ago, but you know, get what I'm saying? Like, it was just, it was cool. I mean, now moving forward because like, how do I even say this without, <laughs> as I've dated where people. You know, I see like okay, you know maybe this is something that I want to do like some somewhat their own place or something because you can't hang out my place, and I don't see myself getting a new place anytime soon. Even though every time I go to my friend's house, I kind of want one, but I don't think I deserve one because I wouldn't know how to act. Like, and I was in college, I had my own place, but I didn't have a car. Cool. Now I have my own car, but I don't have my own place. And now if I had both, it would be too much, too much sauce. Honestly, it would be too much power. So I think I need to stay humble by staying home. And just and it's kind of a safety thing too as a woman. I think that yeah. men don't really need to know my space anyway. You know? Yeah. Like people can be dating for years and yeah. been to their <laughs> and never been to their uh significant other's house. Which is great. That's real. So I'd rather just go to their house with that. You know what's something I, I didn't I underestimated or didn't account for when moving home? Mm-hmm. Uh watching T V with my parents. So I put mm-hmm. them on power, and they okay. love it. And like the sex scenes is like you know like all right we we, we I'm 25 at this point it's it's no big deal. What upsets me is that mm-hmm. my mother will miss things or ask me questions like as soon as something happens I'm like I like I just this is my first time watching the episode too like I don't know. <laughs> I think that's the old people thing. Like, I had watched Chicago with my grandma. I had to be, like, nine. She asked the question every 35 seconds. And I was like, Gigi, listen. <laughs> I don't know if it was my first time watching it either, but I'm just like, watch the movie because the, the, your question going to be answered. Right. You just watch it. <laughs> you just stick, stick around. Hold Stay tight. Time. Your question will be answered. Yeah, me and my mom don't watch the same TV. Actually, that's a funny, petty, living at home thing. Me and my mom are always going at it about the DVR. Oh, it'd be filling up quick, huh? Like the space. Yeah, because we have a lot of stuff on automatic. And my shows always get the short end of the stick. My mom is a, a, a watcher of a smooth 15 shows that are all on auto record. And I have like maybe five. And then like it'll be free direct TV weekends where we get like free HBO. So I'll record all the movies that I want to see. So 
she'll never let that go. Like, oh, you got all them movies on that you ain't watched. Are you talking about my Chicago med and my Chicago fire and my Chicago lawyer and NCIS? Oh, your and, I'm like, bro, my mom has all of these shows and Hawaii Five-O and Lethal Weapon and it's too much. So me and my mom don't watch the same shows, but like we we bump heads about DVR all the time. But, you know, and then my mom, you know, she's a Christian woman. You know how that gets. So, like, the shows I watch be too much for her, too much cussing or too eclectic with the sexualities on the shows. Like, if he, yeah, like, so she she don't be here for my stuff. I don't, I don't watch my Ratchet TV in front of my parents. You know, my, my, yeah, like, my black aunt. I don't watch a lot of Ratchet TV, though. I don't watch a lot of reality TV, believe it or not. Really? Um, yeah, sometimes I go in my room to my mom's room and hang out with her. Yeah. And it's hilarious, the stuff she watches. She likes watching that, um... It's like the white men who live in Antarctica, not Antarctica, like Alaska, and be trying to like fish and like mm. they're like hunter gatherers and stuff. Or I, w- when I will watch her some <laughs> travel channel stuff, and that'd be good. I gotta shout out your social studies, sir. <laughs> hunter gatherers. <laughs> they be like making contraptions to catch beavers right. to make clothes and stuff. Like they real like survivalist. No man, survival, survive, survivalist television or something to that. Something. Yeah. It's um and they be catching fish to eat and have the dog sled. It's real like they be like, look, you like, gotta eat the eyeball when it's warm or else it's gonna like <laughs> it'd be it'd be so interesting. She'd be recording it or, or another guilty pleasure we have is watching um Six Hundred Pound Life. Oh my God. <laughs> You're like the second person I heard in a week tell me like that's my guilty pleasure. I love it. Oh my God, it's so awful but you can't look away. They had one where it was like Little and big, so it's like little people that obese, bro. Bro, <laughs> horrible, 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 but so good. So we can watch like PLC shows and stuff. Um, yeah. but yeah, so that's fun. Like, growing up, I used to watch more TV with her. Like, she put me on, like, my mom loves the crime shows, all the crime shows. Like, the grown up with without a trace was so good. CSI Miami. Oh, the ID. Oh, no, I thought you meant the ID. Show. Oh, not the true ones, but like the TV show. Right, um, right. Cold Case used to be so good. Um, SVU, Back in His Prime, stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's fun. That's definitely fun. Let's see what else. Do y'all, y'all argue over groceries or? I don't know. Like I said, my mom brought home some pizza rolls last week. I put them bad boys in the oven. They was good and crispy. Um, like she always looks out. Like literally, she knows what I like. So like she knows I like oatmeal. She I like toast. I like she knows what cereal I like. She'll get some milk. Um, because again, I'm the baby. So right. And then another thing, like she picks and chooses when she wants me to be a baby. And so do I. <laughs> so it's like. Sometimes I'm like sick. I'm like, mom, help. And sometimes I'm like, bro, I'm grown. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> and sometimes it's like, with her, she'll want to help me with something. And sometimes she'll leave me for dead. And I'll be like, please help. I need help. And sometimes I ain't going to get done if she don't help me with it. So, so I'd be, um, I meal prep. And like, I'm trying to lose weight. So, like, I bring, I bring home healthy snacks. And, you know, my parents are like, yo, we trying to lose weight, too. I'm like, cool, like, here, like, you know, I'd be trying to bring in some alternative snacks, you know, like, because, like, I got a sweet tooth. They they get sweet tooth, uh, get sweet teeth, I guess. And um, so I, I brought in some, like, um, some caramel-flavored rice cake chips, and they were, like, really fire. And the only downside is, like, when I lived with my roommates, it was like, yo, Rodney's food is Rodney's food unless I ask. 
here it's like I birthed you, you know. So if I if I crush your bag, it is what it is at that point. And I'm like, <laughs> and you not right, eat right. I, <laughs> I just be like, yo, like I don't mind y'all eating it. Just tell me, so like I don't come home with my mouth set on it. And then one time, my mom brought home. She went to Sam's Club, and she brought home a twelve pack of honey buns. Mm. And I, I was like, Mom, why did you bring them home? Why did you bring these in the house? She's like, I had a sweet tooth, then I was in Sam's Club, so I, I just grabbed the whole pack. I'm like, Nah, Mom, like we, if we really, you can't get one of nothing at Sam's Club. So she had. Well, I'm saying like it's like if we try all trying to lose weight, somebody go right, don't bring twelve in here. And um, I had a good six of them. I had a good six of them. So you had most of them, okay? That's your thing. But I would, and she like afterwards, she was like, "Oh, I see why you didn't want me to bring them in here." Like, <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, like once I get one, I'll be craving them." And it's Did all you pop bad. in the microwave. Uh, yeah, <laughs> about five seconds. I like our, our, our microwave powerful. So I do about five. Seconds. That's hilarious. I'm trying to think. Oh, we have so upstairs. We have a mini a mini fridge. Like, you know, small snacks, you know, if you want to go all the way back downstairs. My mom, like, always re-ups the water bottles with them. But I always take mm-hmm. them because I be wanting some cold water sometimes. And she always, like, clocking mm-hmm. me on it. Like, you never refill the waters, but you always taking them. So that's one thing, one petty thing mm-hmm. we be arguing about. And then she has her snacks that she keeps in her room. Like, this lady came in the house last week with Girl Scout cookies and didn't get me none. And she knows what kinds I like. And she purposely got the kinds that she liked. She got some thin mints, <laughs> and I think the how dare and the dosy doughs, whatever ones that are peanut mm. butter ones. You know I'm allergic to peanuts, so you know I can't even eat your snacks if I wanted to. And I thought that was real nasty. That was nasty. One one thing I've gotten used to, and it's probably helped me lose some weight, is my mother calling me across the uh, house. <laughs> um. You know, she, hey, bring me, bring me some water up. Can you bring me this? Do you see this? I lost this. Can you find it? No, I can't. <laughs> Where's the last place you had it? Um, actually, I sent her the when when I first moved in. Shortly after I moved in, you remember the Tyrese video? Like, what more do you want mm-hmm. from me? She called my name after like she had called my like after I had you know ran several errands for her. And I just sent her that video. <laughs> That's funny. Because <laughs> it just perfectly described, like, oh, my God, thank you for the free rent. But, Lord, I wasn't expecting all this. But you know what it is? I used, I'm used to having my brother in the house. And he's not here now. So yeah. it's just on me. I'm like, since my sister moved, I tell my mom, it's like, I feel like Troy and Crooklyn after the mama passed. And she had to, like, step up. Because, like, my sister was low-key, like, my third parent. And then she became, like, my second parent. So now it's, like, I'm having to step up and be the big sister. So I have to, like, my mom asked me to mob. So I had to mob. I'm having to take out the trash, like, take the initial to wash the dishes and stuff. Because I have to help, you know, raise our daughter. And that's... I was about to say, who are you a mother to, though? Like, is no, it, I'm raising, you a mother to uh, you, my, right? My second oldest sister. Me and my mama raising her, and she's our child. <laughs> and she's going through this rebellion stage of like being a vegan and stuff, right? Yeah, so we got to get it, you know, back on track. 
So, yeah, you know, just stepping up, doing my part. At the, you know, because it at first, and then I'm realizing, like, as a, when I become a mom, I'm going to be doing wash the dishes. Like, I can leave a dish in the sink and know that my mom is going to wash it. When I'm the mom, I'm going to be doing wash the dishes. And that's, oh, that's like, true. ouch. I actually got mad at my mom. I was like, uh, I was like, yo, mom, you, because uh, I had, like, I had just put all the dishes that were in the sink in the dishwasher, but like it wasn't enough to start yet. And I was like, "Hey, yo, ma, you uh, you left you left your bowl in the sink. You could put it in the dishwasher." He said, "What? You think you just gonna live here? and I'm gonna still do some dishes?" <coughs> I was like, "Okay." You thought she had kids for hell? Uh, no, <laughs> not at all. Let me see. Yeah, dishes. I've been washing more dishes lately, just to try to lighten the load on them. Dishes suck though; they really do. Um, I'm trying to think of what else like living at home, fun stuff. Uh, drinking. That's something like me and my sister have to sneak to drink wine, which is funny, and then we always get caught. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Cause like it's a dry house. Yeah, when... <laughs> just like all HBCUs are dry campuses. Right. Know? Um, I I could drink wine in front of my parents. They be uh, I'm not much of a drinker, but when I first came back from college and I was like, yeah, I like brown liquor. They was like, you like brown liquor? I'm like, yeah, I like I'm an alcoholic on the corner. <laughs> That's what, you know, to parents, that's really what it is. I remember getting in trouble in, like, sixth grade because I told my sister to get her ass in the, in the house. But I said it like Donkey from Shrek. That's why I got it from me. Like, get your And I said that. And, of course, my sister took joy in, like, telling on me. And in my mom's mind, cussing leads to lying, which leads to drinking, which leads to being an alcoholic. So that's just, like, that was how things went in her mind. So I try to, you know, keep right. it to a minimum. Me talking about me drinking because she probably gonna think I'm gonna be a wino. <laughs> You're lush. It's like I raised you better than that. It was one thing I was talking about doing. Like, hmm, trying to think. You, you have tattoo? You do, right? Yeah. Okay. I remember when my, when I got my belly button ring. I didn't tell my mom for the longest, and I was doing something. I think I was doing like some paperwork for my internship, and my shirt had flipped up, and she saw it. Why this lady cried? And I was like, bro. Wow. It was so, like, dramatic. And actually, she was like, you got a belly ring? And I was like, I mean, and then she cried. And she just, because my sister's had tattoos, I guess she thought I would be different. And I was like, I mean, I don't have a tattoo. I can take it out. You want me to take it out? She was like, no, it's the principle. It's not the belly ring. And I was like, what What you want me to do? Like, I, I so it's, it's, she's still repulsed by it to this day. And then, and it's crazy. She took that better than me hunching. Like, I told my mom I had sex, and we were in the <laughs> in the steak and shake drive through, and I was literally going down the list of all my dudes. Like, yeah, and then it's this one, and it's this one, and it's this one. She's like, okay, that's the key. I was like, no, girl, that's the alpha. So this and this boy, blah, blah blah. And then she's like, I'm having sex, and I was like, <laughs> you know, the, the skinny dude with the tattoos who was like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tell the whole story, and she took that way better. But you know, moms know; they always know. They know their kids. I don't know. If yeah, it, I guess it's like some kind of aura you have around you, or like on the Sims, it's like a little thing floating above your head. 
So, and then another thing with me getting older, like I can kind of check my mom now. And that's fun. You know, like on certain things or like if she says something that's like problematic, I'll check her on that. And so I'm always getting her on that. Like, um, that's insert whatever phobic or whatever. Trying to get her out of that. Your mom trans. Your mom transphobic. I think everyone's mom kind of is. So, because like it's 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 I a mean, lot of things people have to unlearn. Were, so it's it's not even that I hold it against her as being like hateful, but it's like that's not even something that they was used to growing up for real, for real. So and and then we had a uh, one time we had a waitress who was trans a Denny. And I got her to call her all the right pronouns the entire night. And I was like, I felt so accomplished. I was so proud. Um, so it's like she's learning. I'm teaching her, to, you know, kind of not even just to be woke, but just to be, you know, decent to 2018 human. Um, and then my natural hair. That was something we used to go butt heads about all the time because she felt like I betrayed her by going natural and cutting my hair. And now my hair is like super long and healthier than it was when it was perm. So now she's finally starting to like not shade me with my hair. So that's good. Yeah. Like it's just funny. Now that's real. Older black people hate natural. Oh, hair. they hate it because they spend so much time. Again, that's something they have to unlearn from their own upbringing. Like we didn't, we couldn't call it out when we were children because we didn't know any better. But like, there's no reason why you couldn't just comb my hair when I was six years old, instead of putting chemicals in it to straighten it. And now that I deal with my hair every day, it's not even that hard to manage. You just have to put some water on it. Why nobody thought of that when I was growing up? Just throw, spray some water on my hair, mom. It'll be fine. So, yeah, and we can learn from each other. Now that, you know, we learned so much from our parents growing up, now they can learn from us as adults living together and harmonizing. We teach them and put them on game. And my mom has an Instagram, which is hilarious. But she doesn't do anything but lurk on her church friends and us and then not like my picture. I had to make her like my picture earlier. I'm like, you don't know, scroll past my stuff. You like your little church friend stuff. You don't like mine. But yeah. Yeah. Um, living with the folks in conclusion. In conclusion. I would encourage I would encourage everybody to do it post college. And then as a male, you with your your focus should be on like probably like two to three years after, like live with your parents for two to three years. And then you should be in a position to, you know, buy something or, 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 or have something safe. Yeah. And guys can hunt in their house. So that's like a different ball game. I can't. You can hunt in your house? Oh, never mind. Well, most guys can, I guess. Because again, boy parents really don't be caring. But I noticed. It's crazy. I feel like my dad will haunt me if I hunched in this house. So. Who's in my baby girl? In my house. No thanks. Somebody getting haunted. I don't know if it's gonna be me or him, but I just rather not. I, I, I won't hunch in the twenty mile radius of my house. So. <laughs> just to be safe. <laughs> just to be safe. But yeah, if you can live home, I say do it. If you like your people that much, do it. If they gotta, if you don't like your people that much, but if they got like a guest house, do it. Like save that money and don't let that money save you. I don't okay. <laughs> I'm just playing. Yeah. Last joke. It don't make no sense. It was a joke. Um, thank you guys once again. Live tweet, share your experience of living at home. Um why you can't live at home. Right. Leave reviews, continue to support and share the podcast. Thank you for joining us. All right, bye guys.